0: Welcome to the Seed of Life Church Houston social media broadcast. I'm Pastor El On behalf of my wife Charlotte and our children Jaden and Naomi, and the people of Seed of Life Church Houston, we welcome you to this edition of Seed of Life Lifelines. Let's get it right into the program and have a word of prayer for the message. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you today, sir, for all that you're going to do and all that you have done already. We thank you, Lord God, that you're going to think through my mind and speak through my lips And that your word is going to come forth unhindered and unchecked by any outside or opposing force. We give you praise in advance for all the signs and all the wonders of God that you're going to do for these, your people today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, turn with me in your Bibles. We have a new message for you today. And it has to do with the situation that we're currently living in and living through. And I want you to know something today that you're going to make it. God is working this thing out. The power of God is being revealed in the land. God has a word for you today, and that word is the reality of redemption, understanding the anointing of exemption. When I talk about the anointing of exemption, I'm talking about one of the Holy Spirit's ministries in the earth. His ministry is to ensure that the continuation of everything that Jesus Christ died for you to have is manifesting in your life through the blessing. And one of those things that he manifests for the believer is the anointing of exemption. Now, it's the number one job of every man and woman of God to give you a word to believe and a word to speak. At our church's seat of life, the word to believe is Luke 10, 19. Behold, I've given you power to trade upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. And the word to speak is Psalms 118, verse 17. I shall not die, but live and declare the works of God. So as you go through your day, as you go out in, in, into this society, you ought to be proclaiming and declaring and decreeing what God has said as you work your way through this storm that's currently coming against the world. Amen. Praise God. So let's get ready. Amen. Let's get ready. Let's go to the in the word of God. Let's go to Colossians chapter one, Colossians chapter one. And now these these things that we're going to be talking to you today about are supernatural things. So you need to get your Bible out and get your pencil and your notebook ready and take some good notes because I believe you're going to receive something great from God. We're talking about the reality of redemption, understanding the anointing of exemption through Jesus Christ. In Colossians chapter one, verse number 12, Paul wrote and he said, giving thanks unto the father, which has made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in life who had delivered us from the power of darkness, and has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. Praise God. You know, God, through the Holy Spirit in his ministry, has made possible for you to be delivered, to be rescued, and to be safe in this time. And it's a part of the church's responsibility right now is to make sure that this gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ regarding the Holy Spirit in the earth working, amen, to deliver God's people be preached. Let's look at it a little further, amen. Praise God. Let's look at it. Now, the doctrine of of exemption, that's a doctrine that you don't hear a whole lot about in the church, but it is written in the Bible. When I talk about exemption, I'm talking about God's ability to distinguish his children from the people in the world. How many of you know that we are in the world, but we are not of the world? And the things that happen in the world are not intended for us if it's to bring us harm. So God wants me to show you that today. The doctrine of exemption has to do with you being safe, even in this time. You know, the Bible says in in Isaiah chapter 54, verse 17, that no weapon formed against us shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against us in judgment shall be condemned and proven wrong. Well, I believe that. I believe that God can distinguish between his children and the children of the world. And we're going to show you that today in the word of God. The doctrine of exemption. Let's look at Exodus. Because all this stuff that's happening, folks, it's not for you. Sickness and disease is not for you. Pandemics are not for you. Glory to God. Uh, COVID-19, it's not for you. Amen. It didn't come from God. And God has a plan to keep and protect his people through all this that we're going through. If we understand what the word of God has to say about it in Exodus chapter 10, let's look at it. First time we've seen it in the Bible was in Exodus chapter 10 and look at verse number 21, Exodus 10 verse 21. The Bible says, and the Lord said unto Moses, stretch out thy hand toward heaven that there may be darkness over the land of Egypt, even darkness, even darkness, which may be felt. That's pretty dark. Moses stretched forth his hand toward heaven, and there was a thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. And they saw not one another, neither rose any from his place for three days. But, and you need to underline that three-letter word, but, but all the children of Israel had light in their dwelling in a time of great darkness. In a time when people are full of fear, you need to know who you are in Christ. You need to know what your portion is and what your inheritance is in him and believe him for the anointing of exemption that is rightfully yours if you believe in the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. Now, these these people were blood covenant people. Remember, Abraham was before the law. Exemption is the process of being freed from an obligation or liability. Amen. God, through the blood of Jesus Christ, has delivered us, as we've seen in the opening, from the kingdom of darkness. That means it cannot come on your life. Amen. And now, understand, exemption is synonymous with releasing or giving someone immunity from anything that would cause them harm. Amen. I come here today to tell you that you're going to make it. And even though there may be darkness in the land, God said, if we get into faith and operate in his word, that anointing, the anointing of exemption can operate and manifest in our life. Amen. Now the church is called for this moment and the church's responsibility right now, I believe is to arm the people of God with the spirit of faith so they can stand up and fight back and receive the benefit of the blessing in their life. Amen. We ought to be operating in the word of God to the point where we can actually uh, demonstrate the power of the sword of the spirit against this, this thing that's coming up against the world. And we ought to be the people that, are, that the world is coming to for answers right now at this time. Amen. Praise God. Now, remember, we are called for this fight. Amen. We're called to fight this fight. First Timothy six twelve says that we ought to fight the good fight of faith. Well, you can't fight the good fight of faith if you're full of fear. You can't fight the good fight of faith if you don't know who you are and you don't know what belongs to you. Amen. That's why it's very important at this time that you get full of the word of God and receive the anointing of faith to operate in that, in that anointing that we're talking about today, which is the anointing of exemption. It has to do with the reality of redemption for your life. Jesus Christ came and he redeemed you from every plot, plan, and scheme of the devil. And you need to know about that. And when you know about it, you can operate in faith the right way. Praise God. Now, this battle that we're talking about has already been won over 2,000 years ago. But we play a part in this conflict. We have a role to play in it. You got to remember, glory to God, that what you do not confront, you cannot conquer. Until you take up your rightful position in Christ, until you operate properly in the Holy Spirit and demand that this thing that's coming up against your house and your neighborhood and against the economy and against this country and against the people of the world be broken, until you confront that thing, uh, you can't conquer it. Let me show you, you're more than a conqueror. Look at Romans chapter 8. The Bible calls you a conqueror. Yes, you can do this. You can do the hard thing. Glory to God, and you don't have to back down, you don't have to shut up, and you don't have to put up with what the devil is doing in the, in the land right now. You can operate in faith and release the power of the Holy Spirit, and see God's power manifest in your life. Amen and amen. Praise God. Look at Romans chapter 8. Look at verse number 36. The Bible says, as it is written, for thy sake we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. He didn't make you to be running uh, to the grocery store fighting over a, a, a roll of toilet paper. Glory to God. He made you more than that. You should not have that type of fear in your life. You should not be in a survival mode. You should be have a mentality that you are thriving in even in this time. Praise God. And God wants me to share these things with you. Now, the things that we're talking about today, you got to understand this. There are supernatural truths that can only be received from, from, a, from, a, from a, a standpoint of faith. Glory to God. You got to believe these things before you actually have them. Glory to God. That's what faith is believing before you see it. Glory to God. Now, another thing you have to remember is what you refuse to resist, it has a right to remain. What you refuse to resist, what you put up with, God will put up with. If you put up with this COVID 19 situation coming on your house, coming on your children, coming on your finances, then the devil has a right to continue to work uh, this darkness against your life. But if you stand up in in faith in the name of Jesus and begin to declare and decree at this hour what the word of God says, it will break the devil's power and saints, Listen, we'll be out of this thing before you know it. Praise God. Another thing you have to know is you're going to have to learn to use your authority every day in your life. I'm talking about supernatural living. God has given us authority. The Bible says, let's look at it in Matthew chapter 18, verse 18. He said, Behold, uh, uh, whichever you bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whichever you you loose here on earth shall be loose in heaven. Well, that won't happen until you actually do it. That won't take place or manifest until you actually demonstrate faith to stand up in your authority. Amen. And when you do that, when you begin to bind the works of darkness and begin to release the Holy Spirit's power, you'll see the manifestation of God in the earth before you even know it. Praise God. David knew something about it. Amen. He knew something about the reality of redemption. He knew something about the anointing of exemption. David said this in Psalms 91 verse 7. He said, a a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand, but you know what? It shall not come near me. David knew because he had the blessing of the blood covenant in his life that he was exempt He was exempt from sickness and disease. He was exempt from the attack of the devil. He was exempt from the trouble that came on normal, regular people because he knew that he was a supernatural person. Glory to God. David knew about it. The devil does not want you to know that these supernatural truths that we're talking about, amen, are for you. He does not want you to know that you're not a regular person if you're in Christ Jesus. Let me show you something. Look at Galatians chapter 3. Galatians chapter 3, let's go to verse number 13. You got to see that Jesus Christ has claimed, he came into this earth. He didn't just die to give you a get out of hell free card, but he came into this earth. He suffered, died, and he was buried. He rose again. Watch this now. For the specific purpose, for the reason that you might be exempt from all these things that are coming on the world. Well, you know, Pastor Staley, you know, it could be that America did something wrong. Let me tell you something. I don't believe that. I don't believe it. Praise God. I believe the Bible. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Whatever happened in America don't apply to me. Praise God. I'm in a different kingdom. Glory to God. I'm in the kingdom of God. The Bible says in Colossians, we read it in the opening, Colossians chapter one, verse 12 and 13, we've been translated into the kingdom of his dear son in the light. Praise God. So I don't have to pay for whatever, uh, Uh, the government did. I don't have to pay for whatever my ancestors did. I don't have to pay for whatever uh, somebody else did. God sees me as his son, and I'm going to receive the benefit of being in covenant with him. Look over there. You've been redeemed. Look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. The Bible says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Now, the curse of law had to do with sickness and disease, pestilence, and all kinds of tragedies, premature death, all that comes under the curse, and the Bible says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us for it is written curses everyone that hangeth on the tree. Why? That the blessing of Abraham may come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ and that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. The Holy Spirit's ministry is to make manifest the blessing power of God in the earth, and the blessing power of God, doesn't have anything to do with you dying before your time. You dying tragically due to this this demonic work called COVID-19. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It has to do with you living long and living strong, being protected and covered by the blood of Jesus. And the enemy doesn't want you to know that this this is for you. Look at verse number 27 of Galatians chapter 3. Look what it says. It says this, For as many of you have been baptized in the Christ... The anointed one and his anointing have put on Christ. And there is neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you be Christ's, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. You are Abraham's seed, and you have a covenant with God, and the blessing power of God is here today through the anointing of exemption to come on your life, to come on your family, and to come on your body to exempt you from the attack of the devil called COVID-19. We're going to look at that today. You got to understand these are supernatural things. You're going to have to operate in faith to receive these things today. Exemption is your portion. That's right. It's a part of your inheritance. Our blood covenant covers us and protects us through this exemption anointing. The Holy Spirit, when I say the Holy Spirit is coming on your life to make you exempt, it's coming on your life to nullify, to cancel out, and to give you immunity against this thing that the enemy wants to bring against you and your family. Let's look at it in the Bible. Look at Exodus chapter 9. In Exodus chapter 9, we see it operating clearly in the Bible. And you know what? God's not a respecter of person. Acts 10.34 says this. He says, God's not a respecter of a person, but for every nation that feareth him and does righteousness, they're accepted by him. So I just believe that if God did it for these people who didn't have the uh, the covenant that we got, we got a new and better covenant, he surely can do it for us. In Exodus chapter 9, verse number 1. The Bible says this. Then the Lord said to Moses, go into Pharaoh and tell him, thus saith the Lord, God of the Hebrews, let my people go that they may serve me. For if thou refuse to let them go and when wilt hold them still, behold the hand of the Lord Is upon thy cattle, which is in the field, and upon the horses, and upon the asses, and upon the camels, and upon the oxen, and upon the sheep, there shall be a very grievous moraine. That word moraine has to do with pestilence. It has to do with a contagious disease. Go ahead and look it up. Praise God. In verse 4, it says, and the Lord shall sever between the cattle of Israel and the cattle of Egypt. That means God is going to be able to discern whose cattle is in the field. Glory to God. Amen. And he said this, and there shall nothing die of all that is of the children of Israel. Man, that's powerful. God right there told Moses that I'm going to send my spirit to make what is for my children and come upon my children, be exempt against this thing that I'm about to send on the world. Praise God. Now let's look at verse number five. And the Lord appointed a set time, saying, Tomorrow the Lord shall do this thing in the land. And the Lord did that thing on tomorrow. And all the cattle of Egypt died, but the cattle of the children of Israel died not, not one. Glory to God. Praise God. Did you see that? God is able to make us exempt. Amen. Hallelujah. And you know what? Pharaoh still didn't let him go, but you know what? He suffered a great loss. Because he didn't understand that God was sending this anointing of exemption to make sure that his people would be protected through the pestilence and the disease and the darkness that was coming on the world. And I'm telling you today, God's going to do the same thing for us. Praise God. Exodus chapter 9, verse number 18. We're going to show you that God knows who his people are and he knows how to exempt his people from the attack of the devil or any kind of darkness that's coming on the land. In Exodus chapter 9, look at verse number 18. The Bible says, Behold, tomorrow about this time I will cause it to rain a very grievous hail, such as has not been in Egypt since the foundation thereof even until now. Send therefore now, and gather thy cattle and all that thou hast in the field. For upon every man and beast which shall be found in the field, and shall not be brought home, the hail shall come down upon them, and they shall die. He that feared the word of the Lord among the servants of Pharaoh made his servants and his cattle flee into the houses. I understand they got us in the houses right now, right? And he that regarded not the word of the Lord left his servants and his cattle in the field. Verse 22 And the Lord said unto Moses, Stretch forth thy hand toward heaven, that there may be hail in all the land of Egypt, upon man and upon beast and upon every herb of the field throughout the land of Egypt. And Moses stretched forth his rod toward heaven, and the Lord sent thunder and hail, and the fire ran along upon the ground, and the Lord rained hail upon the land of Egypt, so that there was hail and fire mingled with the hail, very grievous, such as there was none like in all the land of Egypt since it became a nation. And the hail smote throughout all the land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hell smote every herb of the field and break every tree of the field, only in the land of Goshen. That's where the Jews were. Amen. That's where the Israelites were. Where the children of Israel were, was there no hell. Praise God. God, through his promise of covenant to Abraham, was able to protect his people and make them immune by the anointing of exemption. It made them exempt to the things that were coming on to Egypt. And I'm telling you that same God to do the same thing for us. God knows how to stand watch over his people. Look over there in Malachi chapter four. I know it's a lot of scriptures, but we got to see it in the word of God. Malachi chapter four, I think it's around verse one and two. Glory to God. Malachi chapter four, verse number one. Look what he says. For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all them that do wickedly shall be stubble. And the day that, and the, and, and the day that cometh shall burn them up, saith the Lord of hosts, that it shall leave them neither root nor branch. Now look at verse number two. This is the exemption. But unto you that fear my name shall the son of righteousness arise, with healing in his wings, and ye shall go forth and grow up as calves in a stall. Let me tell you something. This anointing is available for the believer. If you believe in the blood covenant of Jesus Christ and all that he died for you to have, you're entitled to the Holy Spirit's ministry of exemption in the earth because God knows how to stand watch over his people. Notice that no matter what their surroundings were, they still increased. No matter what that was coming against them, They still had the ability to increase. And God wants you to have that ability to increase and be safe wherever you are. Now's the time. Praise God. Well, Pastor Stephen, how do we enjoy, amen, the anointing of exemption? How do we enjoy our exemption rights? Well, I got a few points for you that maybe you can use. Now, you got to understand the seal of exemption is a part of the Holy Spirit's ministry. And the number one thing you're going to have to do is become and remain a covenant believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, you didn't just get saved to get a get out of hell free card, but you got saved to come into covenant with God and experience all of Abraham's blessings through a man, this anointing that we're talking about today. The blood covenant is God's exemption package, and you need to know something about the covenant that you're in. Look at Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38. This is a quick Bible study because they got people out there right now. They're so full of fear. And that tells me there's an absence of the word of God being taught in the church because there's no way that we're supposed to have people, grocery store full of people, afraid. Glory to God. People afraid everywhere you go. Fear so thick you can feel it. Amen. You can cut it with a knife. But if you get the word of God in you, I tell you, you live by faith. You won't be in fear. Hebrews chapter 10 Look at verse 38. This is what the Bible says. Now the just shall live by faith, but if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. You have to live your life by faith. Glory to God. You can't draw back at this hour. You're going to have to stand your ground and believe God for this this anointing called exemption, which is a part of the Holy Spirit's ministry. The second thing you're going to have to do is develop a blood covenant mentality for exemption. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs 23, verse 7, as a man thinking in his heart, so is he. When you take on the the mindset that I belong to God, when you take on the mindset that I'm in covenant with the Lord Jesus Christ, with, with God through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, and it makes me a supernatural person, you'll see that the things that are coming on the world don't belong to you. Glory to God. It's not for you. You have the attitude that David had. He said, a thousand may fall at my side and 10,000 at my right hand. But you know what? It won't come near me. David knew about it. And that's the attitude we have to have. The third thing you're going to have to do is become thankful. Matter of fact, you're going to to become a thankful worshiper of God. Let's look at it. Because God's looking for a true worshiper at this hour. Not just somebody who's, a, Lord, help me get out of this mess. Lord, help us get out. And then as soon as this thing breaks, they go back to living for the devil. If that's what you got in mind, God's not talking to you. Glory to God. This is for people who are going to stay on fire for God. This is for people who are going to live in covenant with God. This is for people who are going to be filled with God's spirit. Amen. Glory to God and live off his word. Glory to God. Look what it says in John chapter 4, verse 23. This is the time that we ought to be in. Glory to God. The Bible says, but the hour cometh, and now is when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such to worship him. Amen. Glory to God. The Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So I don't know what your doctrine is about the Holy Spirit. but Let me tell you something. If you're not worshiping God in the spirit of God and in the truth of his word, you might be out of the will of God. Amen. And you, amen, you need to be in God's will. You need to be a thankful worshiper, amen, at this hour in order to make it through this thing that's coming against the world. Fourth thing you need to do is remind God of his covenant. Remind God of the covenant that he cut with his son, Jesus. Amen. Remind God that in the word of God, it says that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is anyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham may come upon the Gentiles through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was God's covenant unto us. He cut covenant with the body of Jesus Christ, and that's why even at this Easter season or this Resurrection Sunday season, we need to know something about, amen, what Jesus really did through his death, burial, and resurrection. And one of the things that he purchased for us was that the Holy Spirit, could work the anointing of redemption to keep us safe in this time that we live. Amen and amen. Well, Pastor Stella, you mean that I can remind God like that? I can remind God of his promises toward me and my house? You sure can. Moses reminded God of his promise to Abraham when God got angry with the children of Israel over there in Exodus chapter 32, verse 12. Let's look at it. God got angry with him. He was going to wipe them out. God got tired of those people who were not operating in faith, who didn't believe him, who wanted to turn back, who wanted to give up, who were so full of fear. God got angry with him. And you know what? He called Moses and said, you know what? I'm going to kill all these people and I'm going to start over. But look what Moses did. Moses became a man, uh, a, a worshiper of God and an intercessor. Glory to God. Moses said this. Look at Exodus 32, verse number 12. Moses said this to God. He said, Wherefore should the Egyptians speak and say for mischief did he bring them out to slay them in the mountains and to consume them from the face of the earth? Turn thy face, turn thy, thy, turn thy fierce wrath and repent of this evil against thy people. Moses actually told God that. He told God to, to repent of his fierce wrath that he was planning on destroying the people. And you know what? God heard what Moses said. God repented of his anger toward the people. You know what, you can become the priest of your home, lift up your hands before God and repent of all the sins of your household and receive the blood covenant protection of Jesus Christ over your doorposts where the enemy cannot enter in. And that's what I've been doing for me in my house and that's what we're gonna continue to do, praise God. You can entreat God on behalf of your whole entire bloodline. The fifth thing that you're gonna have to learn how to do to experience the anointing of redemption Of of, of exemption through the redemption of Jesus Christ is you're going to have to, amen, become a covenant intercessor. Glory to God and do the works of Abraham. Now that's the gospel that Jesus taught. Jesus taught that we ought to be covenant intercessors and do the works of Abraham so that the blessing power of God could be released on our families and in this earth at this time that we live in. Let's look at it. Look at John chapter eight, verse 39. John chapter 8, verse 39. You're going to have to become an intercessor. Amen. Don't let darkness come on your home. Amen. Because uh, no one, no one's praying in that house. You need to be the one that's going to turn your face to the wall and pray every night, pray every morning, anoint everybody in the house. You're going to have to believe God for the blessing power of God, which covers you from sickness and disease and any form of the curse. You're going to have to believe God for it at this hour. Amen. You can't turn your back on it. Oh, yeah, it's lifting. You know why it's lifting? Because people are praying. You know why it's lifting? Because the mayor of Houston, Texas, the mayor had a public prayer meeting where he cried out to God to lift this plague that's coming against this world. Glory to God. See, God got people out there praying. Glory to God. And you need to be a person that's crying out to God at this hour, doing the works of Abraham and believing God for the blessing even at this hour. Look at John chapter eight, verse 39. Look what Jesus preached. Amen. John eight, 39. It says this, they answered and said unto him, Abraham is our father. Jesus said unto them, if you were Abraham's children, you would do the works of Abraham. Glory to God. Well, what are the works of Abraham? Well, you know about it in Genesis chapter 18, When, when the angels of God appeared unto Abraham and said, you know what? We're going down to Sodom and Gomorrah and we're going to judge that place because the sin of that place has come up so great that we got to go over there and see for ourselves if it's that bad. And then Abraham began knowing, you know, he remembered that Lot was over there in Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, he was running a business over there. And Abraham said, well, wait a minute, let me entreat you, Lord. If there were 50 righteous people down there, would you destroy it? God said, no, but we got 50 righteous people now. there. I won't destroy the place. Abraham went back and he said, well, if, if there's there's 40, if there's 30, if there's 20, he got him all the way down to 10 righteous people. He said, Lord, please forgive me. I want to ask you one more thing. If there's 10 righteous people in that place, will you destroy Sodom or Gomorrah? And God said, no, if I find 10 righteous people in that place, I will spare it. And you know what? Abraham was saddened because he knew the sin of that place was great. Amen. I'm telling you, there's more than 10 righteous people in Houston. There's more than 10 righteous people in this country. And if we take up our rightful position as priests, kings and priests of God, and begin cry crowd for this nation, God, our prayers will deliver a whole nation because God will honor our prayers. Amen and amen. He has made us to be kings and priests. One last scripture. Let's look at that. Revelation chapter one, verse six, and we'll come to a close. I just wanted you to see that there's an anointing, folks, that we can operate in and we can believe God for. And that anointing is the anointing of exemption. Your children are exempt from this COVID-19. Your husband is exempt. Your wife is exempt. Your family members are exempt when you know how to pray covenant prayers to God and make God remember the covenant of Jesus Christ. That that covenant made it available to you, the blessing. And the blessing has nothing to do with pestilence, sickness and disease or the curse. Look over there in Revelation chapter one, verse six. The Bible says this about what God has done unto us through Jesus. He has made us kings and priests unto our God and his father. To To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. I'm telling you, he has made us to be kings and priests. And I'm telling you right now, if you take up your rightful position and operate in the authority of God and believe God for this anointing, have faith for the anointing of exemption, you will experience the Holy Spirit's ministry and it will come upon you and your house and protect you while other people all around you who are operating in fear, doubt, and unbelief and religion are falling by the wayside. Today, if you believe the word of God, I want you to bow your head and pray with me right now today. And we're going to release the anointing of exemption on your life. And we're going to pray the prayer of faith, amen, for those who need to be saved. Let's pray right now. Father God, in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for these supernatural truths that you have shared with these, your people. Today, Father God, I release in Jesus' name the anointing of exemption, which is a part of the reality of redemption through Jesus Christ, that that anointing by the Holy Spirit's ministry will cover every home, that hears this broadcast today. That anointing will go forth and go before us and come after us and rest upon us to supernaturally enable us to do everything you've called us to do and keep us safe from this plague and this pestilence that the enemy is operating in the earth. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we take authority right now over this disease called COVID-19. We bind it according to Matthew 18 and 18 that declares, whatsoever we bind here on earth shall be bound in heaven. We bind the spirit of death operating through this disease and we rebuke it and we command it to go now in Jesus name. We release the anointing of the Holy Spirit of exemption unto your people. Let them them experience a miraculous covering in their life to keep them safe in the workplace, keep them safe in the marketplace Keep them safe down the highways and the byways. We pray, Father, in Jesus' name, that the precious power of the blood of Jesus will come now and purify the airways right now. Purify the atmosphere with the blood and cleanse it right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can pray that prayer with me also. All you got to do is say, Dear Lord Jesus, I know without you I'm lost. I know without you that I will die and go to hell. Jesus, I don't want to go to hell. I want you to be my Lord and Savior. Come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you died for my sin. I believe you rose from the dead. And I accept you as my Lord and Savior now. In Jesus' name. My friends, if you prayed that prayer, we believe you got born again. Until next week, that's all the time I have. On behalf of my wife, Charlotte, and our children, Jade and Naomi, and the anointed people of Seed of Life Church Houston, this is Pastor Ellis Telly telling you today, Live supernaturally, speak life. See you next week.